Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Hardly Millennial Podcast, where we are young, dumb, and full of... Opinions. Opinions, ladies and gentlemen. As always, I am your host, Adam Hansen, and across from me is your other host... I'm Matthew Lynn. What's going on, guys? Matthew Lynn, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, today we... uh, are just going to talk about a, a few different things, actually. I found a um, post. Yeah, we found a post. I found a post of this guy who wrote down some pretty interesting questions, actually. I found it in a Facebook rabbit hole. And um, they're questions that I wanted to ask Adam last night, just sitting there on the couch. And we looked at each other, and Adam was like, stop. <laughs> we'll make it a podcast. And here we are. We and made it a podcast, guys. Here we are, guys. So without further ado, let's just jump right into let's it. Let's jump right in. So the first question here um, seems a little bit shallow, but okay. I thought about it, and I think I understand how to make it a little deeper. Okay? okay. So it goes like this. It goes, it's pretty simple. Should governments make laws to protect people from hurting themselves? Okay. Okay. So what's the first thing you, you think of when you hear that? Like, what, how do you interpret that? Uh, honestly, the first thing that comes to my mind is the argument about gun control right now. Oh, that's literally the first I didn't thing. Think about I, that. Yeah, that's the first thing. What was the first thing that came to your mind in regards to that? Well, the very first thing that came to my mind is mm-hmm. like, so are you literally asking, should the government make suicide illegal? Mm-hmm. Okay, and I'm thinking like, well, there's no point in that because, as by the time you find out that they're guilty of committing the crime they're gone so what's the point of doing that well i th- i think like written down suicide is illegal i think it's actually written somewhere that suicide is illegal that's very silly so because I, it i mean well yeah i mean exactly. yeah well and that's just it i mean you don't get jail time for it or anything but if there's like so if like you attempt a suicide right and you fail for whatever reason, you know, uh-huh. and somebody catches you or the gun doesn't kill you, whatever it is, the fall doesn't kill you. I mean, I know they'll put you in basically a mental ward for a yeah. while. But I mean, but I think it's actually written down that suicide is illegal. That's really? why assisted suicides are also. But yeah, it's it's huh. weird. I don't know. I, don't know. I, I agree with you. Uh, I, don't, I don't know why like, it's a thing. But... By the time you're like, oh, hey, he's doing Oh, he's done. Yeah. You know, like, it's just weird. Yeah. But I don't think that's what the question is asking, actually. I think what it's supposed to be asking is things like the gun control you talked about. Mm-hmm. And then I thought about, like, where they say, like, you can't go into this area because there's high voltage. Oh, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, true. there's a bunch of power lines here. So it's illegal to go there. Right. So, like, should they be able to tell you you can't do something mm-hmm. only because it's dangerous to you? Mm. Or should you get to make the own choice of I want to do this even though it's dangerous? Well, in kind of a in kind of a strange way, you you do still have the choice to do something or not. So like for example, you were talking about the like don't enter high voltage thing, right? Yeah. Well, Really what that is, is, I mean, you could put up no trespassing too if you want and put up all the warnings you want, but somebody's really going to want to get in there to exp- into this high voltage area and if they get shocked, you know, to the point of critical or not dead, well, you have the warnings in front of you. You know what I mean? So it's like regardless whether you put up signs or not or make something wrong or not, okay, how about still going to do it. Do you think you should be allowed if we are in a war? 
uh-huh. if America's in a war, like in Iraq, that, okay. that deal. You remember that. <laughs> Should you be allowed to go over with whatever weapon you want and just start fighting in the war? Are you allowed to do that? Because legally, you're not allowed to do that. That's illegal. Even if you're fighting for the Americans, they'll uh-huh. be like, no, they'll arrest you. You can't do that. Should it should you be allowed to make the choice? Uh, I don't think so. Nah. No. Cause you have you have this giant, you know, group that is the military that has their own military strategy of how they're handling things over there. Yeah, but I'm a free American. I know. If I but... want to grab my hunting rifle and go to Iraq, why why shouldn't I be allowed to do that? Well, I mean, really... I agree with you, by the way. I'm yeah, I figured as much. I'd be very surprised <laughs> if you didn't. But, I mean, but again, it goes with that thing of like, well, technically, if you wanted to, you could... I'm sure you could find a way to do that, but you're going to have to suffer the repercussions of going in there and just shooting at, you know... The opposition in Iraq. I, you know, I don't know. There's just certain things where it's only a law because mm-hmm. of safety. Right. It has nothing to do with actually building anything better or making anything run smoother. It it's solely for safety. I mean, what would that what would that be called? Like, how would the military take action on somebody who went over there and what? Let's say, like, showed up on a battlefield and then just all of a sudden started like helping, you know, the Americans, you know, shoot the opposition. And then, like, I'm sh- I'm assuming at first they're just gonna let him do his thing, right? Everyone's gonna be a little busy. Um, but afterwards, what happens? They're like, uh, you know, thanks, but I th- I think they would literally arrest you. Yeah, I think you would get arrested. I mean, if you yeah. weren't mistaken for an enemy in the meantime, <laughs> right? Because you're not really going to be in like a uniform, right? Exactly. You're just you're just a random combatant, some random guy with a Metallica shirt just running out of the field with I, a fucking AK. Um, <laughs> I don't see it going very well. I don't either. But now, if know, you have just... like 35 guys, if you have like the Metallica squad, mm. now that's a little different. I don't know. I have no idea how they would handle that. I guess it would all just depend of like. Did the squad save our asses, or did they make something like, worse for us? I mean, what if there's 200 dudes mm-hmm. with, you know, AR-15s? You can <laughs> right. buy those, right? And they all put Metallica shirts on, and they want to go fight in Iraq. <laughs> they can't do that. They're not allowed. You're right. They're not allowed. But I think in the situation of if they were all the if 200 of them were to just show up on a yeah. battlefield, yeah, just, I think it would here. just it would honestly come down on to fucking like, motorcycles. <laughs> oh my god. On Harley Davidson. I feel like there needs to be a movie made of this. <laughs> oh god, that'd be so. It'll dumb. be called the Metallica Bedat. Battalion? 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 Oh, jeez, Louise. Okay, so essentially uh, we're saying, yes, the government should be allowed to make laws to keep people safe. Yeah, and and like I said, it it goes back to if you really wanted to do something that the government was saying you can't do, like, you could still do it, but it's like you just have to face those repercussions. A lot of those times those repercussions can be death or getting seriously injured. So So on a side note, do <laughs> you think Is it really worth it? Do you think it's the government's duty to like idiot proof things? To make things so simple that everyone can handle it? Or do you think that it's their duty to progress us forward and keep those people who can't keep up behind? So I don't think it's a matter of keep because so I do think we should progress moving forward right now even if everyone can't handle it well what i think you should do is you shouldn't 
you're only as strong as your weakest link, right? So you should always yeah, cost- unless you get rid of the link. Well, but I would argue that another way to do that is instead of catering to the to the weak, you know, put them on your uh, you know, put them on your shoulder and like help them, you know, get the things that they're not getting or be better people or be stronger, whatever it is. But the second that you just start catering to all the weak people, well, that's not right. You know, it's the it's the same thing I feel about some of the stupid warning labels you see on things. You know, coffee being the big one. You get coffee. Yes. It's careful. Coffee's hot, right? But I actually recently came to my attention that when laws are made in uh-huh. general, they're made to the lowest denominator. Right. So meaning – here's an example, okay? Mm-hmm. I was driving by a school, and you have those little signs that say that bring you down to 15 miles an hour right. when you're driving in a school zone. At least in Arizona, that's how we do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so as I was driving, I had a passenger with me, and mm-hmm. I told them, I was like, this is the stupidest thing ever because I focus 100% of my energy on staying under 15 miles an hour because mm-hmm. it's actually kind of difficult. Even if you leave your foot, at least my vehicle, mm-hmm. if I take my foot off the gas, it wants to just go more than 15 miles an hour. Okay. okay? So I have to like keep it under that. So I'm not, I didn't told the person, I was like, I literally did not watch the road at all right. while I was going 13 miles an hour. Uh-huh. Like it's stupid. And they were older than me. And they said, well, you realize that it's made that way. It's not for the drivers. It's so that people can get out of the way of a vehicle within enough time. Interesting. The law is made that. for the pedestrians, not for the drivers. Right. Or so a, a parent or an adult could grab a kid real quick. 15 miles an hour is really slow. Right. You know what I mean? So I always thought that it was for the drivers, but mm-hmm. it's made to the lowest denominator, the lowest factor mm-hmm. in the equation, which is the the unaware person. Right. Well, and so – that makes sense to me. Like I, I understand writing the laws that way. I think it's just the issue that I have is I feel like there's no like red line, right? There's nowhere where it's like if you cross it, it becomes okay. That's just too ridiculous. We're just willing to cater to like anything, you know. Well, see, I think that they should take an engineer, a traffic uh-huh. engineer, who you, you can go to school to become, mm-hmm. and they should find every road what the best. Um, what the most efficient speed on that road is. So if you take into account all the turns on the road from point A to point B, right. all the stop signs what and how many lanes there are, what speed keeps the traffic moving at the best consistency? Mm-hmm. And every single road would be different. Gotcha. There wouldn't be a common speed limit. Right. Every road would have its own speed limit to keep mm-hmm. it maximum efficiency. And then... From there, the pedestrians, it's on their own. You mm-hmm. have some personal responsibility to right. stay out of the way. If I could run a city, that's how I would choose to mm-hmm. do it. I think that is better. However, you would have people getting run over because a lot of people are just blissfully unaware. Yeah, I mean, you do. But I think the reason why you would have a lot of people get run over, and this is the thing that I don't agree with, is how pedestrians always have the right of way. Always. Right? And I get that to an extent. I do. But at the Even s- when they make a mistake. Exactly. And that's the part that bothers me. Mm-hmm. So I can't tell you, and I'm sure you've seen this too, I can't tell you how many countless times I'm on a main road where the speed limit's anywhere from 45 to 55, mm-hmm. and you'll see somebody crossing in the middle of the road when there's a crosswalk 20 feet away from them. 
you know, right. but they don't want to wait for it, right? So in cases like that, where jaywalking is already illegal, but if I hit this person because I'm going 45 to 55 miles an hour and it's much harder for me to stop, all of a sudden it becomes my fault Dude. and not the pedestrians. It's funny you say that because I fucking hate jaywalking so much. Mm -hmm. It bothers the hell out of me. If I was ever a police officer, I swear I would only give out tickets for jaywalking. Yeah. I would be the most jaywalkingest, ticketest motherfucking cop, dude. Yeah. My quota would be through the roof. Mm -hmm. They would be like, oh my God, this guy gives out so many jaywalking tickets. None of yeah. us have to do this anymore. Everyone at him, I would pop them. I already will yell at people. Yeah. I find it to be like my duty to be like, hey, stop doing that. Right. Because it's – here's the thing. Here's why I hate it so much, okay? Because mm -hmm. you would think, well, Matthew, it has nothing to do with you. You just drive on and that person takes their risk and what's the big deal to you, right? Mm -hmm. What bothers me about it is that, like you said, if that person makes a mistake, if they fuck up and they judge something wrong and they get hit, mm -hmm. I don't care that that person got hit. And I don't think that person cares that they got hit. They accept that as a repercussion for what they're doing. Right. They're okay with the chances that they're going to get hit. But you're not what willing I to hate, accept that. Yeah. Well, what I hate is the person who hit them. Now you fucked up their life. Mm -hmm. Now they have to go through the court system. They have to prove that they are innocent, mm -hmm. even though that's not how America's supposed to work. They, nowadays, in the world we live in, have to prove they weren't doing anything wrong when they were driving. Right. Now you fucked up this entire person's life. It's fucking selfish. Mm -hmm. That's why I don't like it. I agree. I could care less if you're willing to get hit by a moving piece of iron. That's fine. That doesn't bother me at all. But in the end, you're not getting blamed. I am. Exactly. You know? Or the yeah. person that hit you is. Yeah, that's what like, I mean. Like, same thing with I don't care if you speed. I speed mm -hmm. all the time. It's fine. Whatever. It's... It's not you who I care about when you get in a wreck. It's the person that you hit. Yeah. That's it's not their fault. They weren't choosing to speed. Right. You know, you're infringing on their rights, which is not what you're supposed to do in this country. Yeah. That that's what bothers me a lot. No, I I agree with you thoroughly. I especially with driving. There, there's so many wonky driving rules like that. I mean, it kind of takes a second in yeah. your life is like well, totally different. It's going back to like the school zone thing too, right? You know, I understand that the law is there for the pedestrians for the, so the pedestrians can get out of the way faster, whatever it is. But it, there's also that that process of what you were talking about where you're kind of constantly looking down at your speedometer to make sure you're not going past 15. Oh, yeah, it's ridiculous. And you have to because there's a zero tolerance in school zones. So mm -hmm. I've literally had a friend who got pulled over for doing uh, 17 and a 15 once. It's no joke, yeah. And it's you know? 250 250 yeah. bucks. Boom. Yeah, it's yep. an expensive ticket. So it's like things like that. It's like I feel like there needs to be leeway. As I said, I don't think pedestrians deserve the right. Maybe in school zones, but as far as like the jaywalking shit and everything, it's like no. The the fact that it, me who's going fifty five miles an hour is expected to see you and somehow not hit you when you're breaking the law and somehow it's going to end up being my fault. That's not right. That's well, not and right again. At all. I mean, we do have a court system for that reason. Like yeah, you, That is true. why you get your day in court. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure a lot of those cases that people do not get away with it, but they don't get, you know, a lot of jail time or prison. Or their life is right. totally I, ruined. I, I, if someone jumps out in front of you, they're not going to throw you in prison for 20 years. Yeah, I'm not But sure. they could. They could. Yeah. If that, if that pedestrian's got a good enough fucking lawyer. They totally could. Absolutely. So that's just the thing is. I don't know. Yeah, I think a lot of people agree that you shouldn't mm -hmm. be able to affect someone else 
in in your decisions. You yeah. make any decision you fucking want, but you can't affect other people's lives. Yeah, exactly. Unless they consent to it, then and, you can. And going back to the question as far as the government being responsible for keeping them safe, I say responsible for warnings, but if people want to ignore those warnings, well, fucking ignore the warnings. You know? I think the government is responsible for keeping us safe from other yes. governments. That's and other other it. countries, I guess, mm-hmm. other other entities, mm-hmm. um, and from our own, honestly, really, the whole thing with guns. It's not the government's responsibility to keep us safe from ourselves. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. our responsibilities to do that. That's just a personal responsibility. So that actually brings up an interesting question I have for you. Oh sure. So did you did you ever watch the show Futurama at all? I love Futurama. Okay. Fuck yeah. So you know how they had suicide booths in there, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. So there's actually a gentleman, <laughs> I I can't remember where, but there is a gentleman that created one of these oh things. Oh my goodness, Adam. And I'm dead Jesus. serious. People and, are going to listen to this. Well, <laughs> try. Well, it's not like it's on street corners or anything just yet, but he right. is but he is an advocate for getting them on street corners and offering a very humane way for people who truly want to end their life to be able to end it, you know. Okay. And maybe not get it on street corners, but you know, have it accessible to people. And I was just curious if you feel that the government shouldn't have any say in that kind of stuff. Should any kind of place like that be allowed to exist where somebody can go inhumanely end their life? Oh, Adam, that's so heavy, bro. (laughs) That's like a million pounds of heaviness. It could be the future, though, man. Fuck. Okay. I think you have the right to end your own life if you want to end your own life. Mm -hmm. I think it's very, very sad. Yeah. Um, I think that it's a very selfish thing to do Mm -hmm. because I think it affects a lot of other people. Um, And I've also heard many times from different stories of people who have tried to have been close to me that when they do try, Mm -hmm. they're always very thankful that they failed. Right. Like as soon as they're in the act, as they're falling, Mm -hmm. they wish they hadn't have jumped. Almost always. Right. With that said, you are your own person and you have the right to take your own life if you want to. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that we should invest a lot heavier in psychology booths, mm-hmm. in, in <laughs> here's someone to talk to booths, love booths. Um, I don't think we should jump right to here's a tool to help you do the worst case scenario. Well, that's so that that's the core of the question here. So it's not necessarily the question of of if people should be allowed to end their own life or not. It's the question of should places like that be should the government intervene and say you can't have a place you can go into and commit suicide or is that something the government should stay out of? Dude, it's a lot. It, it really falls into a similar thing of of like abortion to me that Mm. yeah there should be a place where you can go and humanely and safely do that but (laughs) but do i want anything to do with it personally absolutely not does it disgust me personally Mm -hmm. yes am i very very sad for those people and wish we could help them in any other way possible Mm -hmm. absolutely right but if it's if you're talking about the scenario of 
100% this person has made the choice and they're doing it. There uh-huh. is nothing else I can possibly do to help them. Right. At 10 o'clock tonight, they are doing it either fucking way. Uh-huh. Then yes, I think you have a human being right. You have a human right mm-hmm. to a comfortable passing of life. You should be allowed to die comfortably. Yes. Well. If that's your choice. Interesting. Well, I, I'm the same as you. I, I hope nothing like that comes to be. <laughs> Me too, man. That would really, you know, in my but... opinion, that would be so many big steps backwards. Yeah. Um, it's, I'm trying to think of another example, but there's just, there's a lot of them. It's, it's the thing of you don't give someone the tool to fail yeah. so that they fail quicker. True. You give them the tools to succeed so that they can work hard to succeed. Yeah. It's not like you're bad at running, so mm. let me just break your legs so you never fucking run again. Right, it's, exactly. let's work out, let's get stronger, and let's make you a better runner. Yeah. You're never going to be the greatest, but you can be better than what you are. Mm-hmm. You know well, what I mean? Well, and, and I agree with Maybe you. Maybe you'll never be the happiest fucking person alive. Right. That's fine, but we can make you a lot happier than you are now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and something like that, too, is even is even hard because like you uh, you compared it to like the issue of abortion right well because they're both taking you know. a life right 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 you know what I mean that's the only no and, and I hesitated to compare the two <laughs> no but I know what you mean though but like yes. but even in the case of like abortion you know as I'm somebody who's against it also but I do believe that there are some very rare instances where I think abortion is okay whether it's rape or because yeah of... but I hate that argument because I don't think that you should be able to selectively tell people I think it's either an on switch or an off switch right but I mean that's but, but that's I understand what I was... the argument I understand. right but that's what the what I was saying like the gray area would be with something like a suicide booth is because right. there's there's no really constituency of like, oh, well, I understand, you know, like, like, oh, this makes sense of why you'd want to kill yourself. There's, there's just nothing out there like that. So I don't know. I, I hope something like that never comes to be. I don't think it's the government's responsibility to, to keep in. me from yeah. hurting myself. Mm-hmm. I think I don't think that they should have anything to do with that. I agree. Um, they have much bigger things to worry about and other yes. things that I have no control over that they need to have control over. Mm-hmm. I can handle myself. That's why I get so bothered with how much politics, especially the left side right now, focuses on making sure nobody's offended or nobody's, you know, getting hurt, their feelings hurt, whatever it is. Because just as you said, it's not the government's responsibility to make sure. Well, I don't even think it's the government's responsibility to keep the bullies out of school. Right. I don't either. I don't think that, you know, there should be, I don't think it's the government's responsibility to keep the children skinny. No. I don't think that they should be taking foods out of schools. Right. I understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, am I right? Am I moving to Canada because of it? No. Right. I get it. Of course, we want society to be healthier starting mm-hmm. at a younger age. But you can't tell people but be healthy. You know. I like the plan that we're putting in place, but I think the responsibility of it should be on the shoulders of the parents, yeah. not on the shoulders of the school. Mm-hmm. The institution is there to teach your children, yeah. not to feed your fucking children well it was it's funny i saw a funny meme the other day that really resonated and it was very funny but the first uh panel of it was a uh two parents holding up like their kids homework to their kid and had an f on there uh-huh. and they were yelling at their kid and it said like 1990 something right and then the next panel was like said now and it was that same clip but the parents were holding it up to the teacher 
and uh, yelling at the teacher that yep. there was an F. And that's really what you have right now. And it's so unfortunate. And just as you said, it's just because there's become more and more pressure put on schools and everybody's so click to, click, quick to point their fingers and say, well, it's their fault that my kid got an F or it's their fault that my kid's a bully or whatever it is. You know, um, and I think that's because of the climate yeah. we live in right now where everybody's trying to stop each other from offending each other. It's like, you need to be offended. It's what gives you a harder shell, you know? There's there is some continuity to that. There's some actual sustenance there that mm -hmm. you do need to kind of go through those harder times as a kid because mm -hmm. it it builds character. They joke about it, say, oh, it puts hair on your chest, you know. Right. But it really does. It truly, actually builds character. Yeah. It turns you into the person who you're going to be. Well, it I, lets you practice things like mercy and mm -hmm. when at, at a young age. Yeah. You know, and see, are you going to be that kind of person or not? Yeah. When I look at it as the same way as like failure, right? You know, you, any successful person will say that success doesn't come without failure. And it's because you're given those obstacles that you have to overcome. Yeah. But it's, and sometimes the, especially when you're super young, the only obstacle you may have is just something like getting good grades or you have a bully. You well, know, look the way that you get stronger it's, is overcoming those. Absolutely, because as soon as that structure is taken away, mm -hmm. as soon as your bumpers are taken out of the aisle and you have to bowl on your own, mm -hmm. you know, when you're out of school, they they melt down, they fall apart. Yeah, because there's people out in the world who have had to struggle, and those people are gonna eat the wheat people people alive. Yeah, They're just going to, um, not you know literally metaphorically. <laughs> They're gonna make more money than the wheat people right. are. They're gonna. Yeah. They're going to raise healthier families than mm -hmm. the weaker people are. Um, so unless everyone is on the same page mm -hmm. of of how much luxury we're going to give ourselves, right? Um, no, you don't expect to work less hard and get to where someone else got. It's, I agree. Doesn't that's not how life works? I agree. Even nature, nature's pretty brutal, bro. Oh like yeah. When you go, when you go, like actually out into a forest or mm -hmm. a jungle. Um, it's beautiful at first glance, but if you really look down, like animals go through some shit. The ones that survive, they're usually <laughs> fucked up. They're missing an eye, they're missing a few <laughs> toes. True, they yeah. got some scars, but they're still living. They're still living. It's that's just how life is, dude. Yeah, and unfortunately, we're just we live in such a climate now where we're just trying so hard to take those things away. And just as you said, if especially when you're focusing on taking them away during your you know 13 years of school. And then you get out. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, you. I think it's okay to get punched in the face as a kid. Yeah. I think that it builds character. I do. I think that you should be allowed to talk shit on the playground, mm -hmm. and then it will police itself. When the kid gets too mouthy, the other kids will tell him to shut up, mm -hmm. and if he doesn't, they'll make him shut up. Yeah. You know what I mean? No one's gonna get murdered on the fucking playground, guys. Yeah. Like, our parents <laughs> did it this way and they're fine. It's okay to get hit. Like, you, you know. can get a bloody nose and you're gonna wake up the next day and you're gonna be stronger. You're yeah. gonna be fine. You're probably gonna be friends with the guy who did it. <laughs> yeah. Like, exactly. that's how you build those bonds. Mm -hmm. I don't know, I feel like it's kind of going away nowadays. I do too, you know? I just, I just hope it's for the better, you know, but I, I just don't think it is. <laughs> what else do we got here for this? Oh, here's a fun one. This is another real simple one. So what is a miracle that happens every day? A miracle that happens every day? Yeah. <laughs> Waking up. 
<laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! No, no. I guess that's the first thing each day, huh? Uh, I mean, I guess it's the first thing that happens, right? <laughs> you know what's always fascinated me hmm. is um, like seeds that sprout into uh, saplings, uh-huh. like little plants. I always thought that the process of like the seed soaking up a few beads of water, mm-hmm. and then just like everything that that little sapling needs uh-huh. to become a little green branch with two leaves on it. Every, all the energy, all the everything it needs is in this little bitty seed. It's already in there. Right. And it just soaks up some water and it's poof. It fucking breaks open and this thing just... And then plants in general. Like, it's always fascinated me, new growth on a plant. Uh-huh. Like, that leaf was not there yesterday. Right. The plant didn't chew anything. It didn't, like, eat anything the way a human eats it just soaked up sunlight and soaked up nutrients through a sponge that's underneath it that's the roots Mm -hmm. and through that pushed out new physical matter that's incredible to me i don't know so that's a miracle to you that happens every day that's kind of a miracle to me that happens every day okay yeah just like seeds fucking sprouting Uh and like leaves being formed on a tree in such a short amount of time you can never grow an arm in a day Mm -hmm. no fucking way but a tree can grow a leaf in a day. I always like, I mean, that that's a fantastic answer, by the way. Oh, thank you. But <laughs> when I when I think of miracle, and, and maybe what I'm about to describe, maybe miracle is too strong of a word. But I always think, kind of going back to waking up, I really do think sleep and like what, the act of sleeping and like your body and how it reacts to things is all a miracle that happens every day. Because, like, I can go through... Dude, the human body is definitely interesting. Yeah. Well, what always amazes me is I can... So I'll wake up, you know, I usually eat just shovel junk food in my face all day. Fuck yeah. I, I'm usually smoking a lot of cigarettes, you know, putting in a lot of sugars in my body, not exercising, not stretching a lot of times. <laughs> you sound like the picture of health, you my know, friend. Well, <laughs> definitely it's not. because you would never notice it looking at you. No, you look no, pretty of healthy. not. But I definitely do not feel healthy. Oh, boy. But, uh, but one thing that amazes me is... All it takes is like, cause it, so what I'm getting is like, by the end of that day, I'm usually pretty feeling pretty shitty, pretty garbage, you know, pretty yeah. garbage. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then, but it's nothing that just like seven to eight hours of sleep can't fix. Isn't it crazy? Cause I always wake up. I don't feel like I have like a raspness to my voice from the smoking. My lungs don't feel like they're hurt as much. Dude, I don't I feel like I have food st- sitting in my stomach. I feel fantastic. And the second I have that first cigarette or that first thing of sugar. It goes right back to bleh. Exactly. I know sometimes at night when you smoke, I call it my good night cigarette. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm getting older. Nowadays, I'm, I'm not old yet. I right. still get away with it, but I'm getting older and I'm starting to feel some of the repercussions of smoking. Right. Okay. And I mean, I'm only 26, guys. It doesn't take too long. <laughs> so at night, I'll have my, my chest will start to kind of hurt. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Not like physical, like you got punched in it, but it's got, it's, there's a burning to it. Like you've been smoking cigarettes all day. Like you've been inhaling smoke all day. <laughs> yeah. And I think like, oh fuck, you know, sometimes you don't even get through the whole thing. Yeah. Just put, you go to bed and the next morning You're ready. that shows how much your body can repair mm-hmm. overnight, dude. You're like fucking Wolverine. Because the next day 
you're you're ready to go. You enjoy that first mm-hmm. cigarette. It's beautiful. Usually when I try to start like the first day of setting off like a health kick or whatnot, where it's like I'll try to go 24 hours without having a cigarette or eating healthy, whatever it is, like I always will try to do it like a f- like three, four hours before I go to bed, like start it there because then I know not only am I getting that four to five hours before going to bed, but now I'm getting that seven to eight hours yeah. and hopefully waking up craving it less than I would have normally from just having one right before I go to bed. You know what True. I mean? So, but sleep is definitely a miracle to me because you can be having the, I, cause not even uh, aside from like the health thing of how you might feel when you were waking up, you could have the, be having the worst day in your fucking life, but it's nothing that sleep can't cure. It's true. Isn't you know? it true? Um, yeah, sleep is amazing. You, you physically change when you're asleep. Mm-hmm. You're, uh, not your veins, Your but, brain kind of drains. It's got fluid all built up and shit. Well, your arteries and the... Mm-hmm. The system that passes the blood through you, so your yeah. veins and your arteries and whatnot, and the capillaries in your body, they actually expand like mm-hmm. up to three times larger yeah. while you're asleep to allow more blood flow to go through. Mm-hmm. Um, and blood is what carries nutrients and shit to cells all around your body to help you heal and right. create new skin. You know, if you get a cut on your arm, it won't heal if the blood flow is cut off to it. It right. has to get blood to it. Um, I recently learned that that's what happened with your with my teeth oh yeah is yeah when you get a root canal Uh they take the root out well the root is literally the i'm going to use the word artery or vein but that's the wrong word right but it is the system that brings the blood to your tooth Mm -hmm. your tooth is actually alive right so when you take that system away and the blood can't get to it your tooth becomes brittle Mm. it falls apart yeah, it actually needs the blood circulation to keep the new cells growing. That makes sense. Um, so, yeah, the whole point I was trying to make is that that happens all over your body while you're sleeping. Yeah. Um, three times as much as when you're awake. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you actually burn the most calories of your entire day while you're sleeping. Yeah, A lot of people crazy. say don't eat before bed. Um, I've never really been able to figure out why people yeah, say I, that. I, because, I in my opinion being the amazing dietitian I am. What, <laughs> uh, the best time to eat is right before bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you burn it burn it off the quickest. I have, I was going to say, I've literally have gone to get food, eaten it, and then immediately gone to bed afterwards, and oh, yeah. I still feel wake up feeling great. Oh, dude, you know, you know a cool trick with, with uh, coffee? Hmm. So if you uh, wake up in the morning mm-hmm. or anytime, whatever, and you get a cup of coffee and you drink your cup of coffee, okay, and drink it in like five to ten minutes, right. okay? And then if you're able to, if you take a nap right after you finish your coffee. Oh, I've heard about Take this. like a 10 to 15 minute nap. Mm-hmm. When you wake up from that nap, you will be like you just drank a rock star. Yeah. Like you will have fucking crazy energy for a good hour or so. I've heard about that because it takes it like. opens up the cap, the, the yeah. system that flows the blood and lets the caffeine get all mm-hmm. over. Gets to your brain quicker. That, yeah, they say that's a good way to make sure too that like your your you know, cat nap actually is just that a cat nap. So yeah. you drink coffee before it kicks in like 40 minutes. And mm-hmm. then once it kicks in, you're up. And just as you said, you you're great. up and ready. Yeah. You feel great for a while. Yeah, there's a lot of little tricks of the trade there. I mean, that kind of goes back to the conversation I was having with Justin a couple nights ago in regards to where I feel like a sort of vice is that anybody has should be kind of should be, you know, in a perfect world treated as a tool. You know, so like you don't get truly the effects of the coffee unless you don't have the coffee anymore. 
You know what I mean? No, I don't. What do you mean? So, like, for example, when when you're an avid coffee drinker like you and I, mm-hmm. um, when we, I would argue that when we quit drinking coffee, it's not that you feel like, I mean, you might feel like you have less energy at first, but then eventually your body's just going to plateau out again and get used to not having the caffeine. Right. Whereas I feel like when you introduce coffee now into your diet and you're having it every single day, well, the coffee's just, if anything, like your body now starts off lower and the coffee just gets you back to that average plateau that you would be at before so it's like you're adding in a vice that you actually don't even need you know so are you saying i'm i'm still not following are you okay. saying that if you stop drinking coffee for mm-hmm. a month then on day 32 uh-huh. when you start drinking coffee again you're going to feel it a lot more yes oh absolutely yeah, 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 yes yeah, yeah. Um, so that's if, tolerance right Your tolerance right, goes right, away. right so yes, what i'm yes, saying totally. is like in the sense of like caffeine you use it as a tool in the sense of you don't drink it at all but then you have one night where you know you have to be up late doing a paper or absolutely. homework or whatever i understand that's what when you're you saying use the now. coffee yeah i understand what you're saying um do you think that that can go further into all vices Yes. Okay, so coffee's easy because uh-huh. it's socially acceptable. Yes. So then we'll take it a step up to alcohol. Uh-huh. Um, obviously, alcohol can be used systematically to have a better time. I think for social time. building, relationship exactly. building. If yeah. you're out having a good time on a Friday night, mm-hmm. Saturday night, Wednesday night, whoever, yeah. Uh, yeah, it could totally be a tool. It could be yeah. great. That's how a lot yeah. of people use it. Mm-hmm. Uh, can we take it a step further? Sure. So... What other vices can be good if only used at – what about cocaine? Cocaine? Well, I think cocaine think is – cocaine can be selectively used? Yeah, the same way that we selectively use – or we should be selectively using Adderall. Sure, absolutely. Okay. The same right. way that we selectively use uh, meth and heroin also to treat people they with They sure do selectively not. use heroin. Even That's c- opiates. Even cigarettes. So, you think cigarettes have a function? So nicotine actually has a function that I mean, it's it's not good enough to smoke every day. Obviously, right. there's uh, you know the negative outweighs the positive. Right. But nicotine does uh, react to your brain in a way that makes you focus a little harder. So, so it's a stimulant. A for stimulant. Sure. It is yeah. a stimulant. Yes. So there were I listened to a lot of podcasts of, of comedians, and a common a commonality amongst a lot of these comedians is. They don't. They don't smoke at all. They're not cigarette smokers at all. But like before they go on to do a set, they'll have a cigarette because it will just kind of like hone in and get them to focus, and then get them right when they go out there. And then once they get that little push, you know, they'll gra- they'll grab that momentum and run with it for the rest of the show. Curbs your appetite. Curbs your appetite. If Absolutely. you were in a country, this is actually used pretty often. If you're in a mm-hmm. country where you don't eat every day, mm-hmm. which is many of them around the world. Um, yeah, tobacco use is used to curb hunger in yeah. between. So is spicy food, hot sauce. Mm-hmm. That's why a lot of um, poorer nations around the world use and highly regard spicy food and hot sauce. That makes sense. Is that it cuts off, it doesn't cut off, but it destimulates the nerves mm-hmm. in your body that make you feel hungry. Right. So because you get that spicy sensation, that burny sensation, I've, I've had customers, I used to work in a shop where we had hot sauce, and they were homeless, you know, and they would come in and ask if they could have some because it curbs their appetite. It makes them not feel hungry. Interesting. And they want very, very spicy. They would just drink it. 
Um, and of course, you know, I was felt terrible when I would get them like a <laughs> breakfast burrito or something. Like, right. Here's some real food. But no, it's a common thing. It's it's free a lot of places. You mm-hmm. can just grab the hot sauce, and it really does curb that sensation of being hungry. Interesting. I've never heard of that before. But I mean, mm-hmm. it makes sense. I look at any time I've had wings or whatnot, and usually by the third just, or fourth wing of that, just the sauce alone. The hot stuff I get, I'm usually like done. But yeah, so things can be used um, selectively yeah. to and to enhance. And I truly think that if you look at any vice that might be looked at negatively, you can find a positive as long as it's just used uh, occasionally in moderation. Absolutely. But it's when, but it's when you. You know, another really good use for nicotine hmm. that a lot of people don't know about. What uh, is it's an excellent uh, natural pesticide. Is so, it? So yeah, bugs fucking hate it. Bugs hate nicotine. Oh. So yeah, you can actually. Um, I have an uncle who's a botanist. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I'm sorry. He's not a botanist. He's an arborist. Okay. He's a certified arborist. What's the difference? A botanist, uh, somebody is botanist like a gardener, is someone who it? goes to school for botany for growing plants. An arborist is someone who knows the scientific background of trees and plants. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I think. Okay. They're different. <laughs> I don't know. You have to be a certified arborist to sell contracts to uh, the government. Okay. So. He works for a landscaping company, and right. they need him because he's the only one who can do city um, contracts. Gotcha. So okay. they need him. All right. So you make a lot of money when you're this. Right. <laughs> um, but he taught me that his his wife smokes, and he does not, and mm-hmm. he doesn't really like smoking, but he'll gather her the butts from her cigarettes from the ashtrays, uh-huh. and he'll put them in water and let them soak overnight, and then he'll take that water and he'll spray it on the plants. Interesting. Um, because nicotine is from nature. Nicotine is a natural yeah. chemical. Um, so it doesn't like hurt you, you know, or anything. You can still eat the plants. You can still eat the fruit off of it and stuff. But the bugs fucking hate it. Oh, I never thought yeah, about that they before. They won't go near it. That makes sense, though. I guess. I mean, I don't know what it is. But it it's sounds a like really it would make good sense. pesticide. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't know either way. But great. yeah, but I mean, yeah, I, I truly think you can take any vice and uh, find, you know, take the negative and turn to a positive as long as it's used in moderation. And then I can argue with any healthy vice too. Those can be, if those aren't done in moderation also, those can also be uh, start to have their negative effects. What about like chronic masturbation? Uh, oh yeah, 100%. Do you think that that could be healthy? No, in any <laughs> absolutely way. not. No way. No, it doesn't have any healthy function to it. No, 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 no. Well, and even so, like, and this even goes on with like some of the diets, right? And I think we've talked about this a little bit on the podcast before, where there are people that will. Like keto, for example, right? They'll get really just into keto. Yeah, just for example. <laughs> so they'll get really into keto, and they'll start you know, eating certain foods because it's keto, but they'll get stuck to just eating like the same three meals over and over again because yeah. it, whether it's easy or they just like it, whatever it is. Like well, ground beef and squash in yeah. a pan every day of the week. Yes. I like don't know that. anyone who ate that. Oh, it's so good though. <laughs> but uh, but the now you can do that at first, but the problem with doing that after a while, what a lot of people get into and why some of them, their diets start to fail them is because you're by eating those same things every day. There are other nutrition uh, nutrients that other foods offer that you're not oh, getting yeah, now. Sure. So you're still technically on the diet, but you're not getting the kind of nutrients that your body needs. Would, you know what I always used to do, or what mm. I, when I'm eating really healthy, like mm. when I do get on those kicks, um, is I try not to eat the same thing twice in a row. Yeah. 
So that's a good way to do it. If I have, you know, chicken one day, mm-hmm. then I'll try to eat more of a vegetable the next time I have a meal. Right. And then if I had a lot of vegetable, if I had a big salad, you know, then I'll try to not have so much. Maybe I'll have some fruit mm-hmm. or some dairy in the next one. Or I just try to never eat like the same food section of the pyramid. You know, I try not to eat the same section twice in a row. That's a good way to so go about it. You know that you're at least always getting different things in. Kind of like I took I took a lot of influence from the color diet. I really like the I was concept bring that up of next. the color diet. Yeah. I don't think that it works to lose weight. I, th- I don't think it's a lose weight kind of diet. No. Um, but I do think that it is a healthy lifestyle kind of diet. If well, you already have a healthy body, um, I think you can follow the color diet and stay pretty healthy. Yeah, well, and I think it would it would work the best in conjunction with one of the diets, right? So if you yeah. were doing keto, but then you were trying to do, like, you know, at least make sure you're getting the, all the colors of the rainbow into the diet. Yeah, the, the color diet. diets, you just eat different colors every day. Yeah, So one exactly. day you do green, next day you try to get as much blue things, then mm-hmm. red, yellow. You just do the different colors. No, I agree. They're all just exercises just to make sure that you're switching up your the meals yeah. that you're eating and everything. Because I think the that's problem, a lot of the holes people get stuck in. My I mean, issue I with do. the color diet specifically mm-hmm really following it is just on days that are not green mm-hmm. or like yellow or orange right. all the other days are just so high in sugar mm. because anything red or like the darker you get right. generally speaking the sweeter the thing is I've just found so as you try to get into those darker colors you're just getting so much natural carbs and sugar that it's almost like an overload. I don't know. There's no like actual sustenance to a lot of it. Yeah, I mean, but the, but there can be also like so like when I think of red, right? I would think of like red bell peppers or red meat, right? Things like that. When you're getting into purple, I would think of like eggplant, which has a re- a lot of good nutrients in it, yeah. as well as like I don't know. I I feel like if you went to like maybe not your typical grocery store, but if you went to maybe like a Whole Foods or a Sprouts somewhere that just had a more selection of produce. True. I think you I think you could find things that maybe you've never even heard of that fit along those kind of color spectrums, you know what I mean? That I'm aren't sure like sugary could. or carby. Well, um, and when I say sugary, I mean like natural sugar. Right, right, right. You know carbs, I mean? It's just high in carbs. Because red yeah. day, you always go for an apple. Mm-hmm. I mean, fucking apple. They're, <laughs> they're delicious, but they're fucking garbage. Apple a day, keep it the doctor way, it's bullshit, guys. Yeah. Apples are garbage. There's no reason. But, um, but they're very tasty. Very tasty. <laughs> But and and really, as far as the carb stuff goes, that's that's really just if you're doing something like a keto diet, just as you said, as long as you're eating, you know, most of the, all the diets really come down to like a couple main things. And that's like, don't eat fucking added sugars and eat whole foods. Right. As long as you're doing those two things, you're probably going to be fine. You're probably going to be healthy. But I think you can eat nothing but sugar if you intermittent fast a lot. Well, as far as weight's concerned, absolutely. But as far as maybe mental health is concerned, I would oh, argue Oh, God, no. that's true. Yeah, yeah, you'd become super depressed. I always, I think a lot of people constantly just think of like the weight loss thing, which is normal. I, I get that. But When you say dieting, people definitely think yeah, weight loss. But that's not always the case, though. Right, well, especially with Sometimes me. it's weight gain. Yeah. <laughs> or trying to is. build muscle yeah. or... Or in my case, just as you said, you know, if you would look at me, you would never think I shoveled junk food in my mouth yeah, every no. day. But... I do, and I I definitely feel it mentally. Also, there's a difference. Well, for in... me and you, it's more of like a lifestyle choice than yeah. it is a health choice. Yeah, we're pretty healthy people either way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We're just blessed with bodies and lifestyles that are active enough that we don't tend to overindulge. Yeah. We just don't tend to get 
real fat. <laughs> That's true. Um, but we still can benefit from a healthier diet. Absolutely. In that it can make our muscles stronger. Mm-hmm. It can make our brains stronger. Um, I know that when I eat better, even if I don't exercise, mm-hmm. I don't wake up as stiff in the morning. Yeah. Uh, like my back. <laughs> Not my crotch. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thanks for clearing that up. <laughs> I don't know. That's where I went. But yeah, I just I feel better all around when I eat better. So yeah. I feel like it doesn't have to be you could be on a diet and mm-hmm. not be trying to lose weight and yeah. you still are totally justified saying I'm on a diet. True. You know what I mean? Yeah, I would I yeah, I definitely understand that, but I don't know, diets diets are a great thing. I hope to talk about diets more at a time when I'm a little more healthy <laughs> than what I am currently living. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty gorgeous, man. I don't know. <sighs> I'm on a very strict um, QT donut and Starbucks double shot energy. Oh my gosh. I diet. eat so much pizza, guys. Uh, pizza and burgers is basically my diet, but it's so good. But anyways, we already had a dieting podcast. True. What we else? Did. What else do we got? We uh, let's see here. Ugh. That's the same question again. What <laughs> is the purpose of art in society? Well, nowadays to make money. By fucking I don't know. Far. I feel like if you really want to make money, art's not the first thing you go into. No, maybe not. I think uh, I don't think anybody who as far as I think it branches off. So I do think you have people who trade, who stay true to their art. And I think you have the other people who branch off and like go the money making route. But I think it all starts in one place. I think it's a flex. You think it's a flex. I think it's a flex of human beings in general, like our entire species. Uh-huh. I think anytime that a human makes art, it's our species flexing okay. in that art doesn't actually do anything. It's just look what I did. Yeah. It's literally look at how I took resources and used them in a totally unuseful way. Right. But you still like it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Look yeah. how I wasted essential resources but made it look really beautiful. <laughs> yeah. It's total flex. I mean, you're right. It's core. That's is what it is. It, but even like architecture, mm-hmm. like architecture, it's it's beautiful and can be a little wasteful. But you still live in the building afterwards. Yeah. You don't need a castle with a hundred rooms in it. But if you built that, you could fill all a hundred rooms and mm-hmm. house people in it. You know what I mean? Right. Whereas art, if you make a painting, you literally can't eat it. You can't like, it's as good as firewood is as far as it goes in actual usefulness for surviving. True. But I mean, I could argue that, I mean, you're right. As far as like practical uses, there are zero, none, you know, but I think for, Emotional uses, I think art is important for sure. I think it exercises the mind. People who go and try to interpret somebody's art piece, especially the art pieces out there that have, you know, like little Easter eggs hidden in them that you have to find, things like that. But nothing else has developed the capacity to create any kind of art, mm-hmm. even simplistic. Even, I mean, I get that we have different lobes and shit. I understand our brain is bigger than, mm-hmm. than a lot of other things. But nothing else has even gotten close. There's no there's no animal that makes smiley faces. Well, true, but I mean, I don't know. I just still think it's important. Why did you want me to paint you a picture? Right? Because it means something to me. Oh, the picture, exactly. And the, that's and that's the, why I the think the actual 
object in the picture means something to me. Right, but I think that's why art is important, to have those pieces that mean something to you that you can look back on and get whatever it is from it, comfort or... Yeah, but you can still get those feelings from other... You can look into your baby's eyes when you have a baby and get all those feelings. You can can look at, you know, your dead father as they're Mm -hmm. burying him, you know, in a cave. I'm thinking like a caveman society here. Right, right, right. And you can get those feelings. So there's natural things that will bring you all the emotions. Art will. Mm -hmm. It's just art allows you to feel those emotions on a whim's notice. You can look at it whenever you want and get Mm -hmm. that emotion. But I think that's why people really, I think that's why art holds such an important staple in our society though, because of just, as you said, you can look at a piece of art and on a whim, just get those feelings. Yes. But now all of a sudden, let's say you have this painting up, like some painting up there that maybe at face value, glancing at you would never think would create an emotional response in you at all. And then all of a sudden you're walking by, you take a look at it and all of a sudden you get that emotional whim but it's an emotional whim that I don't feel that maybe Justin doesn't feel looking at it but you do for some reason and that's why art is so cool to me when it changes over time as you grow as a person there's something when I looked at some art as a kid Mm -hmm. I didn't fucking care at all and now going back as an adult I can see things in it and appreciate things about it and have feelings towards it that I, right. I didn't even know when I was a kid. That happens to us a lot with music. You and I have had a yes. few discussions about bands that we listen Dude, to. Dude, their entire bands now, mm-hmm. like um, Breaking Benjamin. Yeah, that's a good one. I always enjoyed them, but I was always like, yeah, I don't get why like, anyone's whatever. their biggest yeah. fan. You know, Now, I go back and I love all of their songs. Yeah. They all tell a story that I've been through. Mm-hmm. Like, um, The Cure is another one right. where, well, as a kid, they were cool. They were rock and roll, whatever. Mm-hmm. But... I, I was never like into them. Right. Now I can go back and listen to it and be like, holy shit, I felt these things before. Mm-hmm, like you get it like, now. Yes. It's, I totally get that. So I think art is the same way. As you get older, you start to um, you start to recollect more on experiences you've already had rather than think it. about experiences you're going to have. Right. You know, there's more things behind you than there is in front of you right. at a certain point in your life. Yeah. And at that point, I think art can become a lot more special because mm-hmm. it can help you to recollect those things. Yeah, I agree. I uh, But one thing that does bother me with art is especially the ones that are, you know, the pompous ones that are making millions upon millions upon millions on oh, these yeah. art pieces. And then what do you do? You walk into their gallery and this is called blue square. You know, it's a 20 inch by 20 inch blue square, mm-hmm. you know, and people are like, I will pay 25 million for it to put it in my bathroom. Yes. You know, just stupid shit. There was a, I don't know if you heard about this, but about a year ago, there was, there was something really, it was like a little social experiment that this person did where they were in like uh, some pompous art gallery, right? And he took his glasses off and he set them on the floor right up against the wall and people were coming over and taking pictures of it and with it because they thought it was part of an art piece. They thought it was some, some way this artist was doing to send a message or something. And it was just a guy that took off his glasses and set them on the floor up against the wall. You can find meaning in anything. You can find meaning in anything if you're looking for it. Absolutely. You remember the, the Payless experiment? 
where they oh yeah so they open up this oh, uh, that was funny in like New York and LA and big cities guys there's this thing that's like pop ups so what it is you'll have like a pop up restaurant yeah. or you have a pop up club uh-huh. or a pop- so it's it's a business establishment that only exists for like one one day to maybe like a week at the longest yeah you know what I mean and they're they're called pop ups so they had a shoe store pop up that these guys did. And Very they pompous, set it all up, one. made it look super bougie, super chic, okay? And they took a bunch of Payless shoes that were less than like 15 bucks each. Yep. And they put them up with like $1,000 price tags, $600 price, $2,500 price tags. Yeah. And people were literally trying to buy the shoes, and they had to tell the people at the before they actually bought it, mm-hmm. we can't take the money for that because these are just Payless shoes. Mm-hmm. It's just an experiment. But they literally would have made thousands of dollars yeah. reselling Payless shoes. Well, and here's what's funny, too. These, don't do that, by the way. I don't yeah, think it's legal. Don't do that. But here's what was funny also is you had these people that were going in there willing to spend, you know, a thousand plus dollars on these pairs of shoes. And what were they doing? They were putting on these $5 high heels and going, uh-huh. wow, they're so comfortable and look how they're stylish amazing. they yes. are. And then to the point that when they told them they were Payless shoes, they didn't believe it. They were like, no, they're not. There's <laughs> no way this is a Payless shoe. I know shoes. And they showed them like recording of them buying it yep. at Payless, and they're like leather oh. and everything. Yeah, it's amazing. It's yeah, dude. It's horrible. I don't think they had one person who was like, okay, there's something like not right about these shoes. No, everyone Every is single a person was doing that shit. It all comes down to status, dude. With human beings, it's I don't know. Status is important to us. Well, and that's what bothers me a lot about the art industry because they're definitely, and that's why I was talking about the two different branches because there definitely is a branch of people who stay true to their own personal art. I think so. And then there's another one that gets involved in that kind of like pompous art making of like it's well, a white square, but it represents tyranny uh, in America. You know, no, there there like that. art is a very real thing. Yes. There are people who are just incredible mm-hmm. at creating. Yes pieces of art and it doesn't have to be paintings it could be anything mm-hmm. some people are truly gifted yeah but a lot of it is mumbo jumbo bullshit yeah a lot of it that's how i feel about a lot of i think we just talked about this a few days ago but about van gogh you know yes when you can take a painting that looks like a child i mean every industry has it though yeah you know and yeah. you go to you go to wall street and most people just follow the crowd. They don't know what the fuck to invest in or what mm-hmm. they're doing. But there are Warren Buffetts out there yeah. who are just, they're savants. They're amazing at what they do. Yeah. You know, but most of us in life, we're faking it till we make it, baby. Faking it until we make it, man. <laughs> Good way to end it. Just fake it until you make it, guys. That's that's how you Oh, my gosh. We're up for today. We are up for today. Oh. <clears throat> All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening. Remember, you can find us on all the social media networks, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, well, we have some fun things coming your way, guys. We have another update video coming your way. So uh, stay tuned for that if you made it till the end of this. And uh, any final thoughts, Matthew? Mm, I try not to think too much. All right. Well, there you I go. I love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye.